0: How do you raise your rates in your detailing business? How do you build the confidence? What are you supposed to do in order to make more money by increasing your rates? That's what I'll be talking about in this podcast coming up. And welcome to the first podcast episode where I'm actually recording it on the camera. So for those that are listening to uh, this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever, you can actually go on YouTube and watch the uh, video podcast of it. It's the same content, just in video format, meaning You'll actually be able to see me on camera, but, you know, nothing's much going on. But if you want to see it on YouTube now, you have that option. I'm going to be testing it out. I'm not exactly sure if this is going to be like a long-term play. But, hey, let's see how it goes. Let's see the, the, the reaction, the responses. I think I'm also going to make a second channel to where I'll post the podcast into clips on that second channel. So let's say like on my main Detail Groove account, I will post the entire podcast. But then on the second channel, I will chop it up into little bits to like maybe like two to five in segments based on like whatever I'm talking about in the podcast. I don't know. We'll see though. It's again, just testing it out. I'm not saying I'm gonna do this for more than five episodes. Maybe it'll be 50 episodes. I don't know. Let's just go see how it turns out. So in this podcast episode, we're gonna talk about the confidence How to increase or how to gain the confidence to charge higher rates? I received this uh, question uh, on the YouTube channel and I said I was gonna do a podcast episode. Oh, I said I was gonna answer more thoroughly, and I figured the best way to do that is via a podcast episode. So today we're talking about how to gain the confidence to charge higher rates in your detailing business. I have about here on my phone. I have one, two, three, four, five, six points that we'll talk about. Now, none of these are in any specific order. The first one isn't more important than the last one. These are just the ones I wrote down. And these are all, you know, based on my opinion, of valuable. So just take them all and see which ones kind of apply more to you or which one do you think will have a bigger impact on your business. So uh, first one, it's not about the products or tools or how long you've been in business. It's about the results delivered. So if you're basing your pricing off of the tools and product that you're using, you're going to instantly think that if you want to charge more, you need to have better tools and products, right? So right now, if you have a griots, you know, six inch polisher and you want to charge more, you think, well, gosh, you know, I need to go get myself one of them there, uh, Rupes, you know, Mark III, whatever, 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 and spend, you know, 400 dollars on that polisher. Because now I'm I'm super professional, right? Now because I have a much higher uh tiered uh polisher, I'm able to charge more. Um that's simply just not the case. I think about it where whenever you go literally to any type of service provider. Uh, or service business, um, let's say you call out a, an HVAC specialist, you go get your teeth clean, get your teeth fixed, uh, go and whatever, whatever, like you're not asking, you know, you go to the mechanic shop to, you know, fix your brakes or whatever. You're not asking them, "Hey, are you using Snap-on or are you using Husky?" You know that that's not the question that you're asking. You're asking, "Hey, can you fix this? Hey, is it solved? Hey, was that the sol- was it, is, you know, what's the proper solution to my problem?" You're not saying, "Hey, so uh, you know, are you using the uh, you know, the highest uh, priced uh Snap-on uh ratchet that you can buy like you're not asking those questions. So the same thing is happening into in your business, right? The customer's not saying, hey, so are you using a Rupes or are you using a Greets Garage? You know, that's that's not a question that's running through their mind. What they want to know is, hey, can you deliver the results that I'm looking for? And that's it. Can you deliver the results that I'm looking for, because I'm want I want to pay to get my car cleaned. I'm not paying for you to come with the rupes and the uh, Adams polishes and the Griets and the whatever the case may be. They say, hey, I have a dirty vehicle and I want it cleaned. Can you do that? Yes or no. I want my car polished. I want these swords and scratches removed. Can you or can you not do it? Yes or no. They're not worried about what you're bringing. They're not worried about what tools you have. They're not worried about how much you spent on your on your arsenal. Right? They're not. It's just it's you that's coming up with that you know i guess that excuse of like yeah if i do this then people will pr- you know will will spend more with me but that's not the case so don't put emphasis on the tools and products that you're using because it just it takes you down the rabbit hole of you know this uh what's the word called when you when it's fake uh fugazi fugazi i don't know but anyways you don't want to go down that route because then again you're just looking at other external factors of you know what you can do externally to increase your your uh, your pricing, but that's you just can't go that way. It's not dependent on the toilet products; is dependent on the results that you produce for your customer. So, second point: uh, like anything, you gain more confidence and experience over time. Wow, that's a real uh, you know that's a great tip. Is that you know if you're just starting your business, if you're just getting into it, and you've maybe serviced I don't know what three customers, five customers, under 10 customers? I mean, what do you really know at that point, right? Like, Do you really understand the entire detailing process? Not so much of the detailing in itself, but in terms of like, like, you know, if you're mobile, how many times have you gone to a customer's location? Uh, How many times have you actually spoken with a customer? How many times... Have you actually accepted payment? How many times have you seen something uh, go wrong or not go in the, in the direction that you thought it would? So you need to get that experience under your belt to really feel comfortable, um, you know, just not, not even raising your prices, but you're just comfortable with the process, right? So above, not above all else, but definitely you, you can't expect to just, you know, right out of the gate, start charging much higher rates when you're not even comfortable with the current phase that you're in. All right, like if you're looking at these other detailers charging these other amounts, well, you know what? They've probably been in it for three, five, seven, ten 10 years, right? So you can't base your growth or your, you know, type of results when you've been in it in less than 6 months with less than 50 vehicles. And the other detailer that you're looking at has 5 plus years with, you know, 200 plus vehicles, You know, like you just can't compare them to. So uh, based on yourself, you have to give yourself that time to go through and just, you know, just frequency, just repetition, just going through the process and seeing, okay, what is the process like? What are the customers asking? What are the reactions? What are the questions that they have for me? Like, you have to go through all that yourself. Yes, you can read about it. You can learn about it here if you're listening to the podcast or watching it on YouTube. But until you you actually go through the process yourself, you're not going to really understand what it takes to, one, complete the process of, you know, of the detailing process between um, talking to a customer, booking them in, servicing them, and then, you know, getting them back on the calendar, you're not gonna understand that just by listening to it. Yes, you'll you'll like you'll get a a general understanding of oh, okay, so I'm gonna get there, I'm gonna talk to them, yada yada yada. But until you actually go through those things over and over, you're not gonna be sure. You're not gonna be you're not gonna have the confidence basically to just even do that. So you know, now you want to raise your prices when like your foundation isn't even set right, uh, it's not gonna work out. So if you are just starting and you don't even have that much experience under your belt, I mean, you got to get that experience under your belt. That's, that's just really the, the only way you can, you can go about it. Uh, number three, it's, it's easier to raise your prices when you have a steady stream of qualified leads coming in. And basically what this comes down to is your supply and demand, right? If you increase the demand, uh, then you're able to just easily raise your prices. Let me see the other one. Yeah, so basically on this one is, look, if you're getting one phone call, right, one phone call, not even a phone call, one inquiry right like someone sends you an email someone sends you a text someone gives you a call you're getting one inquiry every once a week let's keep it super extreme let's get you're getting one call one inquiry once a week so in the total of a month you'll get at max four people interested in your services okay what happens when you have such a low amount of people reaching out to you every person that reaches out to you in your head, you're like, oh my god, I I I gotta land this customer. Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to like, you know, uh, cut my uh, cut my prices in half? Do I have to give them more? Do I, you know, say that there's a special? Do I do I you know do I work with their budget? You you get so uh, you know basically scared that like, man, this is the one customer I'm getting for the week. Not even customer. This is the one potential customer that I'm getting for the week. I need to really you know make sure I land them. So you know, I, I want to charge you know, two hundred for this interior, but. You know, this is, you know, I haven't had a call since last week, so I'm going to charge 50. I'm going to charge 100, you know. So if you don't have that many inquiries on a daily or weekly basis, you're kind of putting yourself in a situation where it's hard for you to do anything other than try to fight for every customer that you can. And this is where a lot of us fall into the, to the realm of, well, I knew this wasn't going to be a good customer, but I wanted the money. Well, this customer wanted X, Y, Z, and his budget was only this, but he wanted all this, so I did it anyways. Where, like, you're choosing the – you're you're not even choosing customers at this point. You are just taking whatever life is giving you with these customers. and Because it's so infrequent, the volume is so low, you will do whatever it is that you need to do to make sure you win the customer. And, look, everyone's going to go through that phase, okay? Like, we're all going to eventually have to, you know – Like, just take on whatever work. It might be like, oh, I should charge 240, but the customer said they can only do 180, and I haven't had a customer in over a week, and I want to get experience. So, I'm just going to do this very bad, you know, interior and exterior that would actually take me like seven hours. I'm going to just charge 180 when it should be whatever. You you know, you get what I'm trying to say here is that you'll just take on whatever you can. So, probably out of this entire podcast, is like probably one of the bigger things that you can do is not even one of the big i'd I'd say this goes up there with like this probably would be number one where you increase the amount of qualified leads that you get in your business and get this on a daily basis meaning if you can go from one inquiry every week to one inquiry every day now things start to shift right let's say uh let's just say five days out of the week right so so you know in the first phase, you were getting one call every week, four calls per month. Now uh, you've done your marketing, you did this, you did that, yada yada yada. Fast forward, I don't know, three six months, you're now getting one inquiry every day. So between four inquiries in one month versus twenty inquiries, I'm not really sure. I got four fingers. Uh, and uh, four inquiries versus twenty inquiries. Which one do you think is in a better position to get more customers? Right. Just based solely off of the volume of leads that you're getting, if you can get 20 over four, you're in a much better position to land more customers because you just have a higher volume. And I can be and if you dig down on marketing and you focus on that one thing to generate those leads, those qualified leads, then it is astronomically easier to increase your pricing because you know you have an influx of potential customers calling you contacting you wanting you to 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 detail their vehicle and at that point it is uh very very easy let's see here um i remember when i let's see here I'm looking at my phone right now i remember when i first started uh when i first started getting calls right through through search engine optimization seo that's back in uh 2014 2015 when I started seeing the results and I remember like, I went from like, you know, getting basically no calls. And as my SEO progressed and as I, you know, moved up the ranks in Google, I moved up to, you know, the third page, second page, you know, top of second page, bottom of first page. And I would see the the calls and emails increasing, right? Maybe it'd be like one call and two emails per week, then like two calls, two emails per week. And then, you know, four calls, two emails per week. And then, you know, at, at some point it was like, it was just getting out of hand like the emails and phone calls would just would not stop coming in and they were just coming in day after day after day after day that like i would finish a job and there'd be like four phone calls uh four missed calls from potential customers with the you know two voicemails saying hey here's my vehicle this is what i want uh please call me back then i'd go and check my inbox and there's two three other emails in there so at that point when you're getting a in a, a when you get to the point where there's an increased volume of qualified leads into your business you like even if you disregarded everything else in this podcast and you just saw that there's an increase in leads, you would just like naturally be like, Oh wow. Like, so I could just raise my prices because like, they're just, there's just so many people now. So I remember like when I started getting a lot of calls, just, I, I mean, I just started raising my prices. Like there was no like plan behind it. There was no like, like, yeah, like, you know, yeah. Like I I, mean, I, I don't even know, but it's like, there, there was nothing behind it. I was just like, man, these are a lot of calls. I'm just going to start raising my prices. Like every other, not every other person, but you know, in in segments, I guess you could say that every new segment that I, I passed or something, I would start upping the pricing. So let's say like after, I don't know, I'm trying to think, I'm just trying to think off the cuff here, but like let's say after every 50 customers, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to raise my prices again. And then on the, on, you know, starting then moving forward, my prices would be raised. And then, you know, after another 50 customers, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep on raising them. And that, that's all I would do. Like there was no like scientific method or like, yeah, I'm projecting this, projecting that. No, I was like, wow, these are a lot of people calling me and emailing me also, So I'm just going to raise my prices. That's it. And that, that's basically it. But I would say this one is the most important. You have to increase the demand for your services. If you have one person contacting you per week, you can't do much about that. You're in that desperation phase. You're in that hopeful phase that you hope this one customer books with you. You hope there's one customer tips. You hope there's one person, um, you know, hires you again whereas when you focus on the marketing when you build that that lead generation that brings that generates a a, you know a consistent flow of qualified leads on a daily basis and you see those results and you see it coming in and like you just like it's happening then it's much easier to raise your rates because yes like when and i'll kind of connect this to the next point where it says um this is the next point but i'll fuse it in it says you'll always be too expensive to someone at any price point so, even when you're just starting and when you just get one inquiry per week, those people are still telling you "Ah, that's too expensive." So whether you are charging a hundred bucks for the interior or two hundred and fifty dollars for the interior at any given point, you're too expensive for someone, so even when you get more leads. Plenty of them are still going to tell you no, even if you raise your rate, even if you keep them at the same price, they're going to still say, oh, that's too expensive. I can't. Hey, can you work on my budget? Whatever, whatever. But at at all times, you're going to be too expensive to someone. But when you are able to get a higher volume of qualified leads into your business, you'll still get a lot more, not a lot more yeses, but you'll get enough yeses that book out your schedule. And there'll still be plenty of people that are going to be like, "Oh, that's too expensive. Oh, I can't afford that right now. Oh, can you work with my budget? So it's important to note because, like, you have to take away that fear of, like, people saying no, of, of, you know, of scaring people away, of people not, you know, not being able to afford your pricing. Whether you're charging $25 an hour, $50 an hour, or $100 an hour, someone can't, you know, someone's not going to be able to afford that at any time. So you can't be stuck on the idea of, like, I need to get everyone as a customer, right? Like not every person that contacts you is going to become a paying customer. It just simply, that's not how it is. Like, That would be too good. (laughs) That'd be too good to be true. Not every person that contacts you will become a customer. And that's good. That's fine. You don't need every single person, right? When you're first starting off, you're just, I mean, you are taking on whatever you can. Like if it's just one seat cleaning or, you know, you're going to just wash a vehicle, like you will take on whatever you can take on because you want that experience and you want that money. We all go through it. I went through it. You've gone through it. That other person that's next to you has gone through it. We've all gone through it. And as you progress in your business and, you know, you're going to go into phases. So the first phase, like, yes, you'll take on whatever you can and then hopefully you focus on your marketing you increase your volume you listen to all these tips through these podcasts and you're like, okay i'm in the second phase i don't mean i'm just making up these phases but you're in the second phase for now you can you know kind of either raise your prices or be a bit more nitpicky of who you're dealing with and then you go into the, into the third phase and that's when you're like really like you just pick the the highest profitable or the you know whatever most fun service that you want to do And you go with those again, I'm just making that up, but you get the gist of like, you have to go in these phases. So, um, but it's important to know that at any phase that you're in, you're going to be too expensive for someone. So that's important to note. So let's go ahead and move on to, let me take a sip of water here. Now this one, you're not going to like because it's the truth. So don't get mad at me for saying this, but, and I wrote this in big caps patience oh another big one right patience i mean look if and i covered this or I'll, I'll, I'll share this in the next podcast um and it won't be on video because i already recorded that yesterday but I'm, i want to put this one up first because i want to see how it is on video so you'll hear it on the next podcast episode uh where um someone spent sixteen thousand dollars starting their business they quit their job and things are just not going in their favor. Uh, nothing is going in their favor, no customers, no revenue, um, and things are just not looking good. Now, what's what's important to note is that I think like it, it, it throughout the entire process, he never got any results and he just started, I think it's been like a few months since he started and you know, as much as you know if you put 16000 into your business if you quit your job you know you need the results now right because you just invested all this money you quit your job so you don't have any you don't have a source of income coming in anymore so what's going to pay off that debt and your bills and your livelihood is the income from your business and if you're not getting income from your business well then what's going on you know you don't have any money but you know you, you can't rush Success. And I'm putting that in in quotation marks for those that aren't watching the video. You can't rush success. Yes, you can do things that will, you know, expedite your results, but you can't just go from like nothing to I am now making $10,000 a month and I can pay off this debt and live, you know, my lifestyle and yada, yada, yada. Things are going to take time. It is so rudimentary to say this, but like it. You know, you get so stuck in like the 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 day to day tasks. You're like, oh my god, I need a customer. I need to do this. I need to do that. Like ah, and you're just like running all over the place. And it's like, oh, that's right. Like things take time. And if you not like with the with the next podcast that you hear is that if you are like in the super you know desperate time of like oh my, like, I need finances. Like I need a customer. I need to do this. That is that puts you in such a prime state to do to make such horrible decisions. For short-term success because now like you know if you're and this is the craziest thing um like if you're not making money right in your business you let's say you quit your job um and you're not making money but you need money you know obviously to live and to pay off your bills and all that well then you start getting desperate and you start making decisions that that are definitely short-term so you're like okay you know what you know this yelp has been calling me uh they want me to run ads okay i'll spend i'll I'll put five hundred dollars seven hundred dollars a thousand dollars on credits and I'll run ads. And then you're like, okay, you know, this is really going to help me. Like, I'm going to run ads on Yelp. And, you know, I'm, I'm for sure going to get at least, and here you go lying to yourself. I'm going to make at least, you know, uh, 20 vehicles. And if it's at least, you know, $100, whatever, whatever, right? And you come out with, like, a number that's that, that you're going to make in revenue. And then guess what? You run those ads. You get no customers. You get no revenue. And then, you, again, you start going crazy. And you're like, oh, my God, like, this, didn't, this didn't work. And now this and now that. And, like, it takes time. Right, it takes time to get the results that you want. So, if you are in a rush to raise your prices, yes, you can do things to expedite that. Yes, you can do things to put things in your favor. Like, yeah, if you're marketing, yeah, if you if you didn't like quit your job and you know you're able to give yourself that cushion to kind of wait a little longer to get the marketing to work, to get the customers to come in, to you know to get more experience and knowledge. You know, after every customer. If you're doing those things, yeah, you're setting yourself you're setting yourself up to where you're able to expedite those results. But if you're in this time crunch and you are financially struggling, you don't know the word patience. And look, it can be a g I'll do another podcast episode on this because it could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing to be like to, to you know to just want to take action. But like from my experience, like talking to so many of you detailers, is that like and again, me going through it as well, is that when you're in that desperate phase. Yes, you're taking action every day. You're trying to get results, but you're doing it in such the, from a bad mental state that like you just, you're just looking at tomorrow. You're not looking at long-term, you can't, not three months, not investing in your business or anything like you're just looking at it by day to day. You're looking at it at the next 24 hours of, I need money right now. And you just can't make any good decisions with that type of mindset. So look, you need patience. If you don't have patience, you got to find patience somehow. Maybe that means getting a part-time job. Maybe that means um getting a full-time job. Maybe that means uh I don't know what that means, but if you don't have patience, and I have kind of you know ventured off a little bit on the on on the main topic of the confidence to to uh um, price your services, but look, this goes hand in hand with it. Where like if you don't have the 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 um the steady flow of qualified leads coming into your business, right? If and, and that's gonna take time. If you know, because you have to start marketing and stuff, um, then you can't, you don't have patience. Like, you need to start, you know, you, you need to do something to get results, and just patience goes out the door. And, like, yes, you could be like, no, well, I'm not gonna fail, and this and this, and no, I'll, I'll, I'll find a way to make it happen. Okay, you know how many people actually make it happen when they're in that type of scenario? not many. Yes, you'll hear of the big stories of, you know, this entrepreneur that, you know, was about to lose everything and he was, you know, living in a garage and yada, yada, yada. And then six months later, he broke through and made $100 million. Uh, Look at all the people that don't make it through, right? You don't hear those stories because they failed because they, you know, have to give up. So, yes, it's good to have that mental fortitude of like, no, like, I'll make it work. I'll, I'll hustle, I'll whatever, whatever. But hey, look, like, it doesn't always work out. And I'm not saying here to be a pessimistic. I'm not here to say, oh, like, Oscar doesn't, you know, believe in hard work. No, it's not that. It's like the reality of it is when you're in a financial crunch and you don't know how you're going to pay next week's bills, you're not able to grow your business with a healthy mindset of what you're supposed to do. Because the thing you're focused on is in the next 24 hours, how do I come up with X amount of money? Okay, so we'll go on to the next one because that was a lot of a, a talk of patience. Um. Like a water sip right there for those listening. Um, and this is the last step here is that you don't have to give more and more to earn more. Basically, what I mean is like you don't have to keep on giving more to earn more in your business, right? So, like, if let's say you're making $25 an hour and you want to go to let's just double it to $50 an hour, you don't literally have to start adding more value in your services, okay? Now, you can to some degree, right? Like, if you, like, I'll give you a, a, a specific example of us. In our business, we had a basic wash, and as it sounds, it was just a basic wash, right? Just washing it, cleaning the wheels and tires, drying it, door jams, exterior glass, boom, done, and dressing the tires, right? Just, like, a basic, basic wash, and we charged, like, $30 for it. Let's say for, like, a sedan. Let's say, like, a, a Toyota Corolla would be, like, 30 bucks, right? Nothing biggie. And um, after a while, we were like, ah, you know what, like, we're doing a, you know, we're, first of all, we're not trying to get that many washes anyways, right, to start with. We're not trying to get too many washes. So, um, so we're like, okay, well, one, we're not really trying to promote washes, right? Like, even, like, it's just not really worth it. Um, And second, when we did do the washes, we were doing a lot more work than what we, than what we had prescribed in our, in our, in our menu, right? Um, So we were like, you know what, let's go ahead and just raise the price because we're not trying to get, like, you know 20 car washes in a week and when we do do it like we want to do it to a higher degree so our wash is basically doubled on price across the board uh what's you know what was 30 dollars for a wash on the basic wash we moved it to a premium wash and we charge now 50 to 60 dollars for the premium wash and so here like in our in our instance like we did do a lot we upped the price because we were doing a lot more for the service so we just so, we were doing a lot of work right because like you know because we were we wanted to do to <laughs> to that I am talking too much we wanted to do a higher level of work, but our price was still low, so all we did was just raise a price to match our service, so you know. Per the per what was uh, what we said we were gonna do as a basic wash, we were already doing more of that. Just the price wasn't equal to that, so we just raised the price. So that's one instance of like uh, like what we did. Like we actually were adding more value than what we said we were. The price just wasn't matched, so we upped the price. Now um, for like our uh, our other services, like the interior cleaning or paint correction, like if we want to go from two hundred to two hundred and twenty to two hundred and forty to two hundred and sixty, uh, we're not really doing much because you know. Even if we wanted to add more value to the vehicle, at some point, you're going to hit a threshold of you can no longer add more value, right? So let's say, you know, uh, let, okay, let's, let's go back to the wash, right? Let's say for the for the basic wash, like, you're like, you know what? I'm going to add a spray wax to this now. So you're like, okay, I'm adding value. So when I'm drawing the vehicle, I'm going to add a spray wax. And then you're like, okay, well, I want to raise my prices again. So you're like, okay, hmm, I'll add a, uh, a spray glass sealant or, or coating. Okay, we'll do that. Then you're like, okay, I want I want to raise the prices again for the car wash. Um, let's um, you know, so it's like, then where, where do you start? Where do you start adding the value? Okay, let's let's polish the exhaust tips, right? Or let's um, you know, let's uh let's uh coat the trim, and like you're you're just gonna keep on adding new things to add the to to increase the price. But you really don't need to do that because again, if you go back to my main point that I said in this podcast that you increase the flow of qualified leads into your business you can basically negate all of that because you don't have to keep on giving more to earn more, right? And then we can go into a different discussion of like the different ways to make more money without necessarily raising your prices or doing anything else. But that's a different subject. I'll try to keep it super simple here because I've already went on a tangent on the last one. But basically it's like, you don't, if you increase that main thing of your of qualified leads into your business, you don't necessarily have to uh, raise your the, the, the perceived value of it, right? Because if you just have a higher demand Right, if you have way more uh, uh, customers one, wanting you to um, service their vehicle, and your supply, which is you, is very limited, maybe because you're still, you know, you, you're doing this as a, as a part-time business or whatever. Um, well, then you now have the, the the luxury of just raising your price. That way, you don't have to handle as much demand, and you can really work on the vehicles that you want that are paying full price. All in all, what I'm what I'm trying to say is that like you don't have to justify to a certain degree, why you're raising your prices, right? Like, you don't necessarily have to be like, okay, well you know, now I'm adding X, Y, Z. Now I'm adding X, Y, you know, more and more. Now I'm adding more and more. Now I'm adding more and more in order to, to, to raise my prices. No, at some point you're going to hit a threshold and you're like, okay, like this is a great service. This is like, you know, the customers are getting a lot of value out of this. Like where this is the sweet spot. So now just like, Hey, like we just, we have more customers now. We, you know, we're focusing on the results. We're very professional. Like we can just raise our pricing. And again, like it's not like you can just indefinitely raise your prices, right? Like, at some point can you get to a $200 car wash? I mean, probably not, right? You're going to hit a threshold. And once you hit that threshold, again, this will be a separate topic of a podcast, but once you hit that threshold, now it's like, okay, now how do we just scale this and like do more of these washes and just get more customers and service more customers on a daily basis? Because like, yeah, like you will hit a threshold at some point, right? Like it might be, you know, $100 an hour, it might be 150 an hour, it might be 200 an hour, but whatever, at some point you will hit a threshold and you can no longer just Uh, focus on raising your rates now it's more so of like uh, servicing more customers on a daily basis or cutting your time down to get to more customers and yada, yada yada but that'll be on a separate podcast episode so i'll end it right here uh i'm talking to youtube right now so let me know in the comment section down below what you guys thought about this video setup is it cool or is it not should i keep it going do i start a second channel should i not i don't know you let me know for those that are on Instagram, you can go to the YouTube video and check it out. Leave a comment or as I always say on the podcast is reach out. You can uh, follow me on Instagram and to those on YouTube as well, because that's where I really interact way more with the audience. I post a lot of stories. I ask for, Q- I mean, we do a lot of Q and A's. I go live. You can shoot me a DM. I'll respond or I'll respond to your podcast or my stories. Um, so if you want to follow me somewhere, do it on Instagram to like get to know me and be more interactive with me. And if you're on YouTube right now, Leave a comment down below since you're already here and you might as well do that. So other than that, hopefully you took some good nuggets out of this podcast episode and I'll talk to you and see you now on the next one.